Caitlin, what do you think about swinging? Oh my God. How did I phrase that that way? Welcome, everyone, to episode 21 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG Fan Music Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Myring, Tainless on the Boards, and joining me tonight is the Prince of Pasteurization himself. Is that me? That's you. You can't only... possibly be me. Can't possibly be Caitlin unless she identifies as Prince. Although she might identify as the artist Prince, but not a Prince per se. That's true. Okay, well, I'm Mike, Mike on the Boards, even though I never post, but that's my name. He's Mike on the boards. He doesn't post on Prince of Pasteurization, and he is our co-co-host. Also joining me today is the regular co-host. Caitlin Ardros, uh, Lee and Cazero on the boards. And you're not regular. Oh, you might be regular, but I don't, I'm not going to, we're not going to get into that. Uh, anyway. Yeah, too much information, people. Tonight, we are talking about travel themes and why you're traveling. I was going to make another regular joke. I'm not off to a good start tonight. Oh my goodness. This is our first... I'm, oh my gosh, I'm still doing poorly. This is our second regular episode of the year. Good job again, guys. We, we squeezed out that winter episode right before music of the year. And it's funny because it was still winter time then, and now it's spring. It's May. Stop, stop, stop. It's wonderful. Oh my god, I didn't do that on purpose. That was an accident. <laughs> Anyways, so for the first time in months, we're going to cover some recent albums before we get into our wonderful topic of travel themes. So coming up first, well, we're going to do all of our, you know, our themes like we normally do in a block. Uh, the first one that we picked is glorious. It's just pure glory. Uh, when this first came out a few months ago, while we were doing Music of the Year, we made a note of it to not forget to include this. This is not an album we recently reviewed because it's not actually an album. This is Nintendo released a series of five studio recordings of Xenoblade music, and it's amazing. So this is the Gara Plains. Uh, done live by Ace Plus and some other awesome artists. You can see it on Nintendo's YouTube channel. And then coming up after that, we have a track from Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, Soar, which is fitting with our theme. And then, uh, Caitlin, what's the next track after that? Next track is from a wonderful little jazz album that you might have heard about on our website. Uh, it's, uh, help me with the pronunciation here, it's Okami Henkyokusho. Henkyokusho, or to those of us heathens around, Okami Jazz. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Ryoshima Plain, one of my favorite tracks, actually my favorite track on the album, and also one of my favorites from the Okami soundtrack. Hence the selection. See, yes. I'm, good, I'm good like that. And then track from an album I just reviewed, uh, Final Fantasy Explorers. It's called Chocobo Lock, again, fitting with our theme of travel themes. So let's wait to talk about them any further. Let's listen to the live version of Gaara Plains, Soar, Ryoshima Plain, and Chocobo Lock.
can't sing that well, but oh my god, I included that entire song just because of the one part when the lady starts singing the Garo Plains melody. They they really get into it in the video when you watch it, especially the one on the left. Well, what frustrates me about that that studio album is that there are five songs, and there are only five songs. Because they're all they, good, and I'm like, but there is every song in Xenoblade that you could have done this way. It would have been wonderful. Well, clearly they're saving the rest for when they ultimately release it in HD on Wii U. I would like it if they did that. Because they've released an uglier version of the game, now they can release a prettier version of the game. <laughs> but that doesn't make my eyeballs bleed. But anyways, yeah, uh, you know, the, if you haven't listened to this whole studio album, it's important that you go listen to it immediately, because the main theme, which is the other track I almost picked, were it not for the amazing vocals in this one, is fantastic. They've got some battle themes. I think they have mechanical rhythm, and yes. we'll know our names. They got the ones that you would think that they should get. This was so weird. Weren't we on Skype when this it got released? Yep. Yeah. Like we were just sitting here talking, and we're like, what's this? This I, is suddenly on YouTube. Well, and then, I found, and then on, I found it on Nintendo. I follow Nintendo Japan's Twitter, and they posted oh. it, and I was like, hello. And then our conversation was basically just a series of <gasps> oh my God. Heavy, heavy breathing and freaking out, and oh my God. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. It was pretty good. But yeah, if you like this, and even if you didn't shut up, go listen to the whole thing. It's awesome. And then, uh, so, Soar, I, I think I might be the only one here that has beaten Final Fantasy Type-0, but, uh, you know, obviously, play this when you are flying, and I love that. I, I, Type-0 HD has this cool thing going on in its soundtrack where it almost reminds me of PS1-era Uematsu, where he uses a lot of, like, synth stuff, like synth rock guitars, even though he didn't have to, or, like, PS2-era Uematsu. Um, and I think it, it gives that interesting, like, combination of like a natural sound with a very like tech industrial synthy type sound that doo -doo 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 -doo, like part that's underlining the whole song i dig it and you know i like that game a lot so when i think of the sequences in which you're flying they're also it fun. certainly has a lot of energy to it like right from the beginning uh, you can sort of just tell this sounds like the kind of thing that would play when i'm in an airship and i'm streaming across the sky and Stuff's going down, maybe. Well, what's also good about it is that it's a, a reprise of the, one of the main themes that, uh, like, do, 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 yeah. do, do. Like, the, I think it's the, the Class Zero theme, but it's just, you know, it's a very tight piece that I like a lot. Yeah, I, I wrote down, too, that I could hear the main theme. I, that's something that I like about the soundtrack, is you can hear the themes play in a lot of different tracks. I like when that happens. I do, too. The leitmotif, if you will. Yes. I don't know if I properly used that, but I hope I did. And then uh, Ryushima, just that whole album I really like, not just because we interviewed and met Zach Zinger, but, you know, I haven't had gin in a while, and it makes me want to go and have gin. Like, I just want to sit at, like, a dimly lit club. And I think I've said this for almost every song that sounds like jazz on the podcast, but I'm saying it again because it makes me want to sit in a piano bar and, and drink gin. But just, it's such a... The original is great because I, I wasn't really that familiar with the Okami soundtrack before I heard this. But now, having listened to the original soundtrack and the jazz album, I'm really impressed by the songs that they chose and how they made them fit a sort of jazz palette. Yeah, because Okami, you don't listen to that soundtrack, I think, and immediately think, oh, yeah, they could do a jazz album of that. Right. Because I'd just, the, it's too, the two genres don't really seem like that they're a nice mesh for each other when you first, because there's, there's a lot of traditional instruments in Okami. Uh, one of the tracks on the album is 
probably the most traditional sounding, traditional Japanese sounding track on the soundtrack. And they, they jazzed it up. I don't know how they did it. It's like magic. Walt wants jazz, jazz. Do, 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 do. Jazz, yes. Do, 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 do. Have you guys not seen that? Go to YouTube and What's type going on? Breaking Bad, Walt wants jazz. Just watch that video on YouTube. It's hilarious. <laughs> jazz, yes. Do, 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 do. You, you, got, you got nothing. I, no. <sighs> All right. Wait. What's next? Oh, I, I, I pick what's next. Chocobo Lock. Chocobo Lock rocks. That is exactly what I wrote. I, I do find that it is a great song. It makes me feel like racing super fast and fun and running around on a big yellow bird. And thank you, Davey, for teaching me this term. And I hope I'm using it right. The keyboard patch that comes in, like the just that crazy piano. It's just like, like I don't know. I love it. It's a great version of a song that we all hold near and dear. Is this a chocobo that has like, you know, jets attached to it? Or is it like a metal chocobo? Or Because that's what it sounds like. I can neither confirm nor deny that question. I, I like it because it, it kind of sounds like Crazy Chocobo from 13-2, but without being grating. You mean bearable? Let's, oh, you uh, well, the lyrics? To, let's be honest. At this point, we all kind of like Crazy Chocobo. I do but like it. says I, they hate it sort of likes it now. It's like when we all started listening to really bad rap in the 90s and we were doing it to be ironic, but now we all like really bad rap. Or, or like when I started saying bro ironically and now I say it about 400 times a day. <laughs> bro. I think I just projected onto a lot of people, but whatever. It's a good song. We like it. Yeah, no, type, um, not type zero. Final Fantasy Explorer soundtrack. Um, it's Tsuyoshi Sekito and I don't think he's gotten to take enough cracks at the main series. I really like what he did with Explorers. There's a couple filler tracks on the album, but overall it's really pleasant. There's some great plays on classic themes. And then the main melodies that run through the whole album are really great. So, if, you know, if you're interested in hearing a well-produced Final Fantasy soundtrack that you may not have listened to, I would highly advise checking that one out, too. I would agree. Good you, stuff. you would agree. I would. I would also agree with what's coming up next. And I got the first pick because America, or Hyrule, or whatever... But no music show about implements of travel upon which you ride and or drive and or fly or whatever you do would be complete without the best overworld theme in the entire Legend of Zelda series. It's a bold statement, but I'm correct. It's the Great Sea from The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker is my first pick. And then I believe Michael has the next pick. I do. Um, I picked, I don't remember how many travel themes are in Breath of Fire 2. I, I want to say there's at least three or four. But it's a fly dragon. Is it a dragon? No. You turn into you a dragon. Are, you are a dragon. Because Ryu turns into a dragon, except in the new one where he turns into a fabulous anime cliche. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that game that's not really Breath of Fire. But this is White Wings from Breath of Fire 2, the horribly translated uh, Super Nintendo RPG that I adore. It was a horribly translated Game Boy Advance RPG, too. I, see, I thought that one was... It was better because they redid the translation. Oh, did they? Okay. Well, yeah. I, I can't compare, but... No. Oh, it, the original was abysmal uh it's funny now but it was pretty bad <laughs> um, after that we have who picked our third track me me Caitlin. me me i picked it uh, i picked swinging from rogue galaxy you say it right uh i picked swinging from rogue galaxy yeah, there's enough english on that one it's the title is swinging in all caps with two exclamation points <laughs> yeah because one wasn't enough. Because you can't swing with one exclamation point. You need at least two. That is the minimally 
a lot of number of exclamations for per swing. As we go ahead and take a listen to The Great Sea, White Wings, and Swinging!
C is just, ugh, I love that song. It's, Wind Maker is my favorite 3D Zelda, blah, 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 I said it before. Um, there's just that sense of adventure, and I know it takes a long time to sail in that game, but the first time I played, I sort of didn't mind because of how much I love this song. It's just like, it captures that adventure and innocence and joy that you should get from that game and playing as Derp Link. And you're like, you know, you're out on the sea reclaiming the land from Ganon Ford, and it's just awesome. And, you know, it's... Caitlin and I were sort of talking about this while we were listening, but it, it sort of dances around the main Zelda theme without reprising it, I think. And I really like that because it feels very distinctly Zelda, but also uniquely Wind Waker. You sold just about everything I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. He so- steals hearts and dialogue. Well, Zidane steals hearts and dialogue. Oh, that's where you got it from? I guess, maybe. As if we couldn't we couldn't guess based on your, your icon on the, on the boards, right? That's that's a fair point. No, I literally wrote down, uh, sounds like starting off on an adventure, because that is indeed what it sounds like to me. That sort of happy peppiness it has. And it's got a a good little, you know, beat to it that makes you kind of want to just keep sailing. I assume you're sailing, right? Yeah, well, it sort of has this, like, ebb and flow that reminds me of the bobbing of the ship as you're sailing. You know, because you hear it throughout the whole game, and I just, I feel like it's so well-suited to the visual, to the aesthetic of how sailing works in that game and how it looks and the experience they're trying to create. And again, I know people say it takes too long to sail, and I, I can dig that, but I still, you know, it's it's a better travel gimmick than the empty skies in Skyward Sword or the awful train tracks in Spirit Tracks. <laughs> you know what? It takes a while to sail in real life, so... That's right. There's veracity to the reality. And truth and good music and holy Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Michael. I don't even know how to follow up with that. Right, you're saying that is a good thing, right? Uh, well, it's definitely SNES. It's interesting it though, because like Capcom, uh, you know, it. A lot of times they use the same um, sound fonts for their games, and I thought they did with Breath of Fire. I don't know, maybe not. But you know what strikes me about this song is how different from Capcom's other music like Mega Man and such that it sounds like, at least to me, it could be my lack of familiarity with Breath of Fire 2, but it actually sort of reminds me of like the 90s-ishness of Fantasy Star. Oh, really? I like it, though. Uh, for me, it's like I I can picture flying on it. It's just it's harder for me to visualize it because I've only played the intro to Breath of Fire where it's like in black and white and stuff. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's interesting, like, I, I'm thinking if you've heard, if you've played the game, you probably have a different opinion of the song, because you get this vessel, it's a bird, you, you fly in this big bird. What do you mean a bird? It's a big bird! It's actually really, like, integral to the plot and, like, one of the main characters. I actually re, kind of read up on this again, because I haven't played the game since, I don't know, 1990-something, but it takes place after this really sad scene actually like it's kind of it's kind of heartbreaking so i've always associated this like kind of somber thing with this song although if you don't know the story behind it i'm thinking you probably don't have that same mental image so it's sort of how i always associate the snowy song from final fantasy 7 with Aerith being dead and not snowboarding it's it's kind of like that yeah thanks for reminding me of that total <laughs> shift total yeah yeah Caitlin, what do you think about swinging? Oh, my God. How did I phrase that that way? (laughs) (laughs) 
Cleveland, what are your thoughts on the track we just listened to called Swimming? I gotta catch my breath. Hopefully not because of it. Oh my god. Oh, no, stop. Good lord. I've heard she is a fan, though. Oh my god. Need yes, okay. Okay. Uh, what are my thoughts? My thoughts are that I think I've said before that I have issues with the combat and the plot in this game, but man, does it have a good sense of style and design, and the music is also really good. It's Case in point... few space RPGs that actually takes place in space. In space, right. But I, hey, look, well, I like spending my whole game on a medieval planet and then turning out to be a video game character as much as the next guy. However... I mean, Star Ocean is a game where you spend, like, what... 10% of the game, maybe less than that, actually in space. That's liberal, because even, yeah, in, like, Star Ocean 3, for example, even after you come out of the TV, you're still not in space. You're just in some high-tech town. Although, to be fair, you spend most of your time in Rogue Galaxy on planets, too, so... True, but you're traveling from lots of different planets. And you're traveling on, like, a pirate ship. The Dorgan Ark! Like, it's literally, like, a pirate ship that can go into outer space. Ooh. And I just... Love that about that game. Yeah, that game had great style. Like, I agree with you that it has its flaws. Like, particularly for me, at least it was the dungeon crawliness of it and, like, how tedious mm -hmm. some of the dungeons got. Because I actually like the combat and the character design. But, man, like, their music really does capture a style. It's the same way that I think, you know, they're... It's inextricably linked, in my mind, to Dark Cloud because they just have such similar tone and the same composer. So, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. And the track itself is a nice, it's a swing jazz kind of track, hence, I guess, maybe swinging. <laughs> and it's nice and relaxed. I kind of, it, it kind of suits a ship of, what are they, treasure hunters? They're, well... Or pirates? Call me a treasure hunter or I'll rip your lungs out. <laughs> you know, that kind of ship, and your first mate happens to be a talking cat voiced by Raiden, so... <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I mean... <laughs> that was a weird game. It's a it's a better character than a better voice than Raiden, shall we say? And your dad is basically Space Batman. Yeah, not not quite as cool of a name. I don't know, Desert Claw. <laughs> Desert Claw with a K, because he's Doctor Claw. He's fighting <laughs> Inspector Gadget. So I was told that we should swap the next two tracks so I could make a really great segue. But you know what? I want you to assume that what's about to happen is a sidebar, a parenthesis, if you will, that will then link into. My track, because I picked the second track in the next block. But Michael, what's our first track in the next block? As our a sidebar, parenthesis. Our first track is The Dark Star from Secret of Mana. I was told that this, he, you weren't sure how this was a travel theme, and then I just said that it plays while you're flying on a dragon on an overworld. So I think it counts. Seems like it counts to me. End parenthesis. Speaking of pirates... I picked a song from Skies of Arcadia because it's a wonderful soundtrack for a wonderful game. Uh, you know, there are a lot of great airship themes in that game. Theoretically, anything on the world map could be construed as a travel theme. But I went with the best travel theme in the game, and this is the soundtrack version. This is Delphinus, the final airship you get. It's this glorious, crazy, awesome, like, airship. And what's cool about this song is that it starts out with the main... Delphinus theme song, but then just like all the other airship themes in the game, as you're flying into different nations, it incorporates instruments from that nation's melody into the Delphinus theme. So it's this really cool sort of modular world map theme that Derek and I talked about way back, way, 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 way back in the first two episodes of the show. 
So uh, we're bringing it back with Delphinus. And then following that, Caitlin, the third pick. Well, surprising no one, I'm sure. I picked a track from Xenogears because I can't stay away from that game. I picked Wings, which is the track that plays mostly towards the end of the game once you can finally actually fly around the world. Yes. Speaking of Xenogears, I think I was supposed to make another poop joke here, but I forgot what it was or I don't want to make it. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't want to. Coming up, let's go ahead and take a listen to The Dark Star, Delphinus, and Wings.
What? I don't know how to do that. I never do that. Just like that, actually. I mean, you could have talked about the song, but... <laughs> the could have. That's just for the pros. The darks. Yeah, you, you, if you're going to be co-host, you need to learn how to introduce segments. So I can introduce segments, but give me more than like a second to hey, heads up. Never have more than a second. Anyway, so that was the Dark Star, one of several uh, travel themes from Secret of Mana. It's as you can imagine from the um, the tone, something sinister just happened. I, I feel like this one doesn't play for very long because the overworld, the travel theme changes a few times after like certain key events. And I think this is the one that only plays like for a short portion of the story. But I, I like that one. It's very, there's like some foreboding stuff that's going on. I, I think that really comes through in that song. Yeah, you know, honestly, the strings in it kind of remind me of Chrono Trigger, and I'm sure it's because they share some sort of sound palette. But, um, you know, I just, it's that sound that immediately makes me think of playing Chrono Trigger in like middle school and good nostalgia. I need to play Secret of Mana with you, no less. Yeah, let's get on that. There are three characters, right? Or are there are three total? Yes. Or you get more than three. Three characters, so it's three players. Gotcha. Because Secret, of, like I was saying, like Secret and Setsu Three has like seven characters, and I can play two. Yep. Because I also need to play that game. Yeah, I hear it's pretty good, but that song is pretty good. I mean, we know Hiroki Kikuta is an awesome composer, so that's that should come as no surprise to anybody. But um, that's I don't know if that's his first work, but that's his first work that I'm aware of, and I love it. It is a very beautiful but sad sounding. It's pretty interesting for a travel theme because of that. It sort, of, it. it sort of reminds me of flying on the world map in Final Fantasy VII after the meteor shows up when it's just like, and you're like, oh, that's depressing. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's kind of like that. I never thought about that. Right? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Freaking Sephiroth is such a jerk. <laughs> he keeps showing up in other games and wrecking their worlds. That too. Well, he talks about darkness in Kingdom Hearts a lot. Speaking of darkness, the Batman? Batman. Theme, Batman. It's not Batman. <laughs> Homer, there's a man here who thinks he can help you. Is it Batman? No, he's a scientist. But Batman's a scientist. It's not Batman! <laughs> he wanted so bad for it to be Batman. He just really wanted it to be Batman. I'm with you, Homer. Anyways, Skies of Arcadia, great soundtrack. Great airship theme selection, collection, whatever. Uh, I just, the Delphinus song is so triumphant. It's because, like, the end of the game actually has gotten pretty dark. But, you know, you get this ship, you have your own island, you know, you've come back from this monumental loss and you have your own crew and you're just flying around in this awesome ship that shoots a moonbeam at things. I just, I, I wish more games would do the, you have this main melody that is on the map, but it changes depending on where you are. That's just, it, it draws you in so well. Like the part when you get to the icy area and you know, it gets, it gets very hollow and like it would have been a good pick for the, the uh, winter episode, no less that particular section, anything from that area would have been great though. Um, or like the drums when they're in the Ixitaka, the jungle area. It's just, it's, it's so cool to have that song sort of revisited slightly differently because you feel, it just makes it feel really cohesive and awesome. Yeah, I forgot it did that actually. It's a great way to make the world feel like a world with different places to have the music reflect all the different cultures and locations that you go to throughout the game. It's actually interesting. Sega is usually on the cutting edge of that because like Fantasy Star Online 2 does that with a, uh, uh, Kobayashi's soundtrack, um, you know, that, that game modifies depending on what's happening. Skies of Arcadia, the battle theme changes depending on the situation you're in. Another point of comparison with Trails in the Sky, a game I'm playing for Retro Encounter. You know, Fantasy Star 3 did that. So, like, I don't know, maybe it's just Sega was not afraid to allow people to take chances on their RPG series and music. But 
that sort of modularity really creates a cool experience. And yeah, the ship was, itself was pretty badass. Yeah, again, giant blue thing that shoots moonbeams. Fine with me. Especially considering where you started in the game, you had like... A dinghy. A dinghy, and I think at some point you pilot your dad's ship at some... Or a little vessel from that ship, I forget. That's more like a traditional pirate-looking ship. Yeah, something like that. And then you have this super high-tech, looks really cool ship that is yours. If only Sega would do an HD re-release of that game, we could try it again and see for ourselves. And they could, yes. put the, or they could just port the GameCube version and get rid of the terrible music. That'd be nice. Right. Well, the terrible treatment of the music. Yeah, well, when you jam, yeah. when you jam two DVDs onto one baby disc, that's what happens. But yeah, c'est la vie, as they say in France. You know what game should also get ported places and possibly remade in HD, if only. So this, to this day, I still think this game would benefit from a Xenosaga-style makeover. With yes. good graphics and voice acting. We're, of course, talking now about Son of Years. Not that Sky of Arcade also doesn't deserve the same treatment, but... Zeno Gears is in more in dire need of such things. It needs it more, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they could, they could, up, they could fix the localization, they could fix the whole we-didn't-finish-the-game thing, you know. Oh, yeah. They could clean up the muddy graphics, the slow pacing of everything. I mean, it's a great game. It just If they just tightened up a few things, it would be... I would love to see that. I would as well. And that part of the reason it's such a good game is that it's one of, I feel like Yasunori Mitsuda has built a reputation on his Chrono Cross and Xenogears soundtracks and to another extent, Chrono Trigger, because that's a great soundtrack too. But at least in my opinion, I think he's most noted for Cross and Xenogears. And, oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, th- I think for a lot of people, this is this Xenogears, Chrono Cross, this is what put him on the map. Yeah, Gears as a whole is one of the best soundtracks ever made, and this yeah. song is just so triumphant and oddly at odds with how much dark, grim, horrifying things are happening at the time. But yeah. it's 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 it fits the tone of the game somehow. Maybe I'm just re- my, reading my nostalgia into making it think it's better than it is. But it's a great song. You know, it's just it's I love it. It's, well, the only comment I wrote was glorious. <laughs> I love how it works in the ending theme, small two of pieces, into the refrain a little bit, so you can hear it there. Kind of like the way the the world map theme when you're not in a ship. Small uh, pieces is actually my policy when it comes to giving cake to friends. <laughs> okay. Not to derail you, please continue. You give them the small of two pieces. The smaller of two pieces or just two small pieces? No, the small of two pieces, meaning the small of two pieces of cake. So whichever one is smaller, that's the one you'll get. Okay. Unless uh, it's Christmas, in which case it's a fruit cake, and that you can have the big of two pieces. Detracking us here and not wording well. Yeah. Just go ahead. The big of two pieces. Now we have our title. We talked, I think we, we discussed how to pronounce the name of the ship. It's Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil, yeah. Because, you know, this is one of those things that happens when you play a game where there isn't voice acting or it's only in cutscenes, and you have this ship with a really weird looking name and you're like how do I pronounce that? Titus, Sephiroth, Tifa Zygon. Anyway, I love this ship I think it might be my favorite ship from my favorite RPG coincidence, I think not You only say that because we haven't played your last pick yet. That's true well, I have to play the game that it's from too. That's true, that's a good point But this is, I mean, you get this ship pretty early on in the game for you know, compared to some other RPGs where you don't get the ship until 
the third act or whatnot. And it changes and goes through a lot with you. I think it's really cool that it starts out as a, as a sand crawler and you can only go through sand and then it gets upgraded to a submarine. And now this is the theme that plays when you're actually able to fly around. It feels very skyborne. Yeah. But I loved how it wasn't just a thing you got into when you wanted to go someplace fast. You also could explore the ship and you could check out your gears and like yeah. in front of them. It felt more than like just a fast travel implement. It was it was a base of operations. It's a home. It's a place where, where some big stuff in the plot happens. So it's, I love that part about it. It's where Bartholomew was from. It's his ship, damn it. Bartholomew, aka the character you should have had in your party. If you didn't, you're wrong. <laughs> because he uses whips and he is only have one He's eye? a blonde eye patch pirate looking guy with a whip, of course. He's basically the next Castlevania's protagonist, which they might announce on Monday. I mean, it won't be called Castlevania. Konami won't make it, but Konami doesn't make anything, so there you go. But besides that, it'll be Castlevania. Besides that, yeah, I, you know, Xenogears, it's, again, it's interesting that you have sort of the same vehicle for so long. It's kind of like how Final Fantasy VIII, you have the garden. Well, all right, you have the garden, and then you you get a spaceship full of aliens. Never mind. Not a good example, but I just had to mention, Final, I had to mention the Ragnarok because Rhydon is an amazing theme that we're not playing today. No, such shame. It is. We didn't want to overload with Final Fantasy. We love it, but we wanted to delve into a few other series. Such as the such next track, which I believe was selected by me, Caitlin. Again. I don't know why I said that with so many pauses in between it. Go ahead, Caitlin. I don't know. You were trying to hone your, your inner William Shatner, I guess. Caitlin, there's a track that you must pick next. It's very important that you play it now. I would never insult William Shatner. Bill Shatner is a treasure. I mean it in a loving way. I I love oh, if you everyone loves to harp on that. Bill Shatner, you need to go look up deep fried turkey, William Shatner, right now. Yes. I wanted deep fried turkey. I wanted moister, tastier turkey. Caitlin. Okay. Mean, meanwhile, Me- let's all pause and go watch that video and then we can come back to talking about Well no, no, I was telling the listeners to listen to it. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean, listeners, pause. please pause this podcast. Yeah, we can't pause, but they can pause. You guys have power over time. Speaking of power over time, Caitlin, okay. what's up next? Okay, so speaking of my favorite RPGs, my the next pick is from me, and it's from Final Fantasy XII. Big surprise. I picked from that game too much. Uh, it's Naivete. Oh, that's kind of you to say. I try. I try to, to refrain, but I love that game and this track a lot, so tough. We're going to rep it. Sakimoto. So it's Naivete from Final Fantasy XII. This is the theme that plays when you, not when you're traveling on the straw, which is like your airship for the game, but when you go and book passage on a you know normal Passenger commercial liner. airliner. Yeah. Right. And then let's see. I think Mike had the next pick. I do. I, I also like that we were just talking about how we didn't want to overdo Final Fantasy right before you introduced the Final Fantasy track. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Well, you know, we didn't overdo it. There's only been three. And two of them were for now. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Oh, it's not a bad thing at all. Well, I mean, I think hers is fine. I'll just start with mine now. Yeah, I picked Skygate from Valkyrie Profile. I know it's sort of cheating, kind of, because it's really just the overworld theme. But since you only fly around the map, I, I say it counts as travel. So there. Are you, are you in uh, a vehicle, then, though? Okay, never mind. We didn't say vehicle. We said travel themes. You're right. You said travel. Nope. You're not, you're not you said mustard. Either. 
And then, Stephen, you picked our last track here. I did, and hopefully you guys like this better than Derek and Kyle did the last time I played something from Golden Sun. They shut me down, and I was devastated, and ha, I got rid of them both, didn't I? Ha, 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 ha. It's my secret long-term plan. That's not true. Anyways, this is the track from the original Golden Sun. Um, I don't know what the actual title is because there is no actual title because they've never released a soundtrack because they suck. But this is what happens when you're when you're sailing on the ship to Tolby, I believe, through the Caragol Sea. I know that game really well. But yeah, it's it's the sailing theme from Golden Sun One. You're on a boat. Don't you ever forget it. Coming up next, we got Naivety, Skygate, and the sailing song from Golden Sun.
airships in Final Twelve are really interesting. The ones, not, again, the Stroll, but the ones that you can book passage on. Because you can just, like, go point to point and have it work just like fast travel. But you can also choose to do a, a leisure cruise where you can explore the airship and talk to people and uh, do quests. There are some hunts that you can only do when you're on one of these airships. I barely remember that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, me too. I love that about the game. I think it did a lot to sort of make the world feel more like a real place. I agree. And to sort of have you do that sort of mundane thing that we all do in real life, which is having to sit in an airplane for a couple of hours. Only it's much more interesting in 12 because you can run around and kill things and talk to people. Some I of which probably can't do in airplanes That's in real I'm, life. I'm doing that right now and loving it. <laughs> Man, I don't and remember that at all. I do remember that song. So, I mean, I must have done it, but can I just say that I love Hitoshi Sakimoto? No. Yes, you can. Because I do, and Final Fantasy XII has wonderful music. And oh, so good. I would, at some point, I'll probably have picked every track from the game because... Probably. Well, you already be- picked, we already picked everything from Xenoblade, so now we're having to use arrangements of Xenoblade music. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, the theme, it's an interesting theme. It's really kind of cute and fun quirky and mischievous almost a little bit kind of an interesting pick for an airship theme but i like it i like it It has that kind of funness to it the title um, is interesting to me considering what it underscores like what's naive about taking an airplane i don't know what is naive about taking an airplane i didn't have a response to that <laughs> a long pause as you tried to think of the solution to my strange riddle speaking of Slight pauses and skygates. You know, I'm Caitlin and I have talked a million thousand zillion times about how we feel about Motoi Sakuraba. For me, I actually find his like pre PS2 era stuff to be much better than his modern music, with a few exceptions Dark Souls, uh, Beyond, Beyond the Labyrinth. I don't know, maybe it's the nostalgia speaking, but like I didn't especially like Star Ocean 2, but I like Star Ocean 2's music more than I like most of his modern stuff. And, like, his earlier Tales music, like, Tales of Fantasia is so good. And part of it is that they all have this flavor that he still has, but it's that really old technology plus the style of synth he used that creates that, like, like, I can't, you can't emulate the sound, but we, I accidentally put two Sakuraba songs together, and you can tell they have, it just, it feels like there's more of a melody to this than there is to a lot of the modern Tales stuff, which sort of just feels like almost a jam session on a synth guitar and synth and like a synthesizer, you know, like to me, like a song like Skygate, even though I haven't played Valkyrie Profile Lineth very much, has just so much more flavor to it than a lot of what I hear from Sakuraba in like modern Tales games. Well, I, I love this track myself. I think it's one of his best pieces just in general. Oh yeah, it's great. I agree. I, I thought that wasn't clear. Uh, great song. I love that era of Sakuraba and even though I've only played that game a very little bit, I still remember visually what it looks like to be flying around on that world map as, like, Magic Lady. Yeah. It's definitely, <laughs> I think, one of the most unique modes of world travel that I've ever seen in an RPG before. And I'm sure Mike has lots to say about it. I'll stop stealing your words, Mike. They should make a Batman RPG where you fly around with a bat cape. I agree. Think about it. Mike, what do you yeah. think of Skygate? It's a good song. Yeah, it wasn't actually my intent. I realized I did this, but I didn't really intend to pick a bunch of uh, overly dramatic world map themes, although that's what I ended up doing. Although I guess since the entire game is kind of dark anyway, it 
you couldn't really avoid it in this case. You're recruiting a bunch of deadsies. Pretty much. Sending them to like, let me go find someone else. Yeah, let me go find someone else who you know is now dead but was a great warrior. But no, I, I like that one a lot. It's very. I guess since what you're doing is such a heavy-handed kind of thing, I, I like. Because you're trying you know, to stop I, Ragnarok, right? Right, but I, I think that that's. I think you feel that in the song. It's like I got to do this thing, and it's like it's not very glamorous and. Yeah, it's a very it, serious sounding. Yeah. Song, and considering that you hear it very early on in the game, that you, it does, like you say, set, set the tone for what you're doing. Absolutely. So, speaking of the Sakuraba tracks. Uh, you know, I love Golden Sun very much. Isaac for Smash. Make sure you vote for it. Don't you guys already put Lucas in the game? I already have to suffer through another PK fire. But Golden Sun, I love the music in that. And you know, again, maybe it's nostalgia, but I really feel like it's one of Sakuraba's best works. There's just so much heart. It's it's sort of the opposite of Skygate, and then it's not heavy. It's more like happy and adventurous, which I think almost all of my songs have sort of been happy and adventurous, triumphant. Yeah. I certainly have a type. I love that track. What do you guys think? I think it reminds me of Star Ocean 2. The synth set really reminds me of the sound of Star Ocean 2 soundtrack. I like thought, wait a second, is this Star Ocean 2? Did I forget a world map theme from Star Ocean 2? Because it would work perfectly. It's definitely that era. You know, it's a little bit after, but it's around that time. Yeah, I agree because I played Star Ocean 2 and I haven't played Golden Sun. So. What? I have not. I'm oh, sorry. Ridiculous. I know. I haven't either. I'm equally, with equally ridiculous. Oh. Well, join us next time when Rhythm Encounter has an entirely new set of hosts. <laughs> and, uh, you guys didn't say you didn't like the song. You get to stay. Okay. Eric and Kyle committed the critical error of saying they didn't like the final world map thing in Golden Sun. Okay, so they're dead now. They're not dead yet. Oh, well, well, we haven't heard from Kyle in a while. I know Derek's been on the recent Random Encounter episodes, but... Well, you didn't hear from him last time. Let's just say that my vengeance is slow. So slow that you'll wonder if the misery in your life is either manifest or the machinations of Leonardo, Leonardo, or a third thing. I lost steam there. Nobody's going to get that reference, but I hope someone does. Yeah, it's a good wow. song. If someone does, send me, a, send me an email. Yeah, great song. Speaking <laughs> of great songs, I actually saved all my favorite songs for last. So forgive me. But uh, Michael, you picked the first in our final block. Yeah, another game that I haven't really played, at least not to completion. Uh, the I picked Bird in the Sky from Wild Arms, the first Wild Arms. Wonderful track. I'm so glad you picked that. I actually, it's one of the rare cases where I prefer the original. Well, not rare cases, but one of the cases where I prefer the original to the Ultra Code F version. This one is sort of pretty in its simplicity, and we'll, we can talk more about it when we play it. But then, uh, Caitlin, you had the second pick of the final block. Yes, I'm very excited to to listen to and talk about this track because it's coming it's from the upcoming Xenoblade Chronicles X Cross. It's called Don't Worry. And we know this because people have, you know, in Japan have gotten the game and been playing it a little bit, but it plays when you get your doll or scal as they're calling it now, apparently in English, and you get a flight pack at some point and you can start flying around. And that's where this plays. And it is awesome sauce. I'm actually trying very hard to withhold my comments on how much I like this song until after. So, yes. And then finally, a series we have not featured in a while, even though we should be featuring it every episode. My final pick is from Chrono Cross, another of the two seminal Mitsuda soundtracks, all in the same show. 
this is Voyage Homeworld. I wrestled a lot with picking Voyage and Otherworld, but just something about this song is amazing. So we're going to listen to it. So coming up for the final block, we've got Bird in the Sky, Don't Worry, and Voyage Homeworld.
Arcade is amazing. Like, Wild Arms, to this day, I just feel like her work on the first Wild Arms is one of the seminal soundtracks we've ever gotten. Like, it's just, there's so much heart and there's so much style. You know, you have this fistful of dollars, you know, Ennio Morricone vibe along with a JRPG. It's just, every song in that game just gives me warm fuzzies and not least of which because I actually played Wild Arms, I think, after Final Fantasy VII. And I was just, like, in love with RPGs at the, at the time. Well, I still am, obviously. But, you know, her later works were great. And the Alter Code F reworks of the songs, in some cases, were really great. But this song is just, it's... I love it. Yeah, I actually... The first few seconds, the first five seconds, I'm kind of, like, a little eh on. But then when the theme kicks in and the beat's going with it, and I'm, I, I start really digging it. I like the energy that it has. Yeah, well, those first few seconds are when the ship is taken, or when your ship, uh, when your vehicle or your implement of travel is lifting off into the air. What kind of vehicle would that be, I wonder? Maybe it's a bird. Yeah, Maybe I, it's a plane! It could be. Maybe it's Superman now wearing jeans for no reason. Um, yeah, I like that song. I think a lot of Ultra I think a lot of Alter Code F I probably prefer to the original soundtrack, but this is one of the few ones where I prefer the original one. Well, I think it's because the Alter Code F version has like the guitar and stuff. Like it's it doesn't it doesn't quite have the same simplicity of this. Yeah. Uh which works well for like Phil Gaia and stuff, but this song just is perfectly suited to the you know, finally flying around the world. Yeah. Yeah, real a really good uh sense of adventure i think i agree don't worry about the future though it's going to be all right <laughs> oh my uh we, we, knew- oh, we almost didn't pick this song and i'm glad we did because it's amazing like i i will hereby say it on recording i have been expressing a lot of skepticism about xenoblade soundtrack and about Salano's ability to carry a 90 song soundtrack Everything I've heard so far has been incredible. Uh, it's very different from Xenoblade Chronicles, the original or Shulk edition. And it fits so well, this sci-fi world that they've created. I watched a lot of streams and just the the instant your your doll or scale or gear, as I'm going to continue calling them, takes off and you just hit the sky and this song starts playing and you're like streaking across the sky is just fantastic. Yes. Especially like a minute. Yeah, like especially like a minute or so in when it hits the main part of the melody. I just, how can you not want to sing along to that? Yeah, I love, uh, with the first verse, I love the the play of the the vocals and then the, the bass in the background and how it moves and kind of yeah, that moves doot, around. Yeah, do 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 Ah, oh, so good. I remember um, we first heard this in one of their, like, explore, uh, uh, explanation videos that they did in Japanese. Uh, this was the battle video where they explained all the battle systems. And I, I remember replaying that video, uh, the part where this comes, uh, plays so many times, super loud. So I could hear the music like over the, or, you know, under the talking that was going on in the, the explanation. And I did it like a bunch of times, 10, 15 times, because I loved this song so much. And that was the only way to hear it at the time. And now that we have the full version, I love everything that we couldn't hear before uh, from like two minutes and 15 seconds onward. I can't, I, whenever I play it, I'm, I'm doing the, oh, 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 I, I, I do that every time. 
Uh, uh, uh. That one? I'm gonna. Now you you do it, Mike. Nope. Nope. Uh... Not gonna happen. Although I really do love that song. I I cannot wait to actually hear it in game. And I have not seen the video because I'm trying not to watch it too much, like you guys. But I I think it'll really work for an overworld exploration theme. So. Well, the part when they sing about over the high in the sky we fly, like. That's the kind of on-the-nose stuff that Sonic Adventure 2 did that, like, should be cheesy, but it's a lot like Ricky. Like, Ricky should be annoying in Xenoblade, but he's just utterly charming. This is the same deal. This should be cheesy, but it's just amazing. Yeah, I think yeah, I it works brilliantly. So, and I, like I, like you said, I can't wait to to hear it in-game, which, uh, it better come out soon, Nintendo, please. 2017. 599 U.S. dollars. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll probably um, be discussing a great deal more Xenoblade because the soundtrack will be out ten days from when we record this. So there will be. I will be picking more music from Xenoblade. I guarantee you. We're gonna get uncontrollable on here and like nine percent, ninety percent of the field themes. It's good stuff. Yes. Speaking of a game that is already out and you don't have to wait a million years to play, you can play it right now. You, you can play it on your Vita, I think. You so could. or your PSP. Or your PS3, or your PS3, or your PS2, or your PS1. You can play it on almost any PlayStation console. Chrono Cross. I, this, you know, we talk often about Chrono Cross and how, you know, people are like, just do a Chrono Cross episode. And God, I would love to. Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross are amazing. And you could pick basically any song from the Chrono Cross soundtrack, and it would be one of the best tracks on the show. This song just. All I think of is how gorgeous that world map is and just the perfect pace of like the way you sail and you're in this small insular world, but you still need the boat to get around to the different islands in the archipelago. And just your little sail ship is just like cruising along. Ugh, gorgeous. It fits so perfectly. Yeah, I like how it juxtapositions the electric guitar yep. with the acoustic guitar. It's, in the background. Yeah, it, it creates this really, like, energetic but warm vibe. Yeah. This is, like, uh, this is classic Mitsui. This is one of those tracks that I think you'd play for someone if you're trying to, like, say, hey, this is what Mitsui does. Absolutely. You know, again, Wings is a good one for that, too. But, you know, in, in my personal opinion, I've always preferred the Chrono Cross soundtrack uh, because of its, like, Celtic acoustic feel. It's just, like, this incredibly warm soundtrack for a sort of dark depressing game where like you're gonna kill robo you're gonna you know all the other chrono kids are already dead you know things go from bad to worse in chrono cross and the soundtrack is sort of very warm and friendly to accompany that it's weird you know what's also weird what's that mike not saying anything is that weird it's a little weird how about this on a podcast about Chrono Cross. Well, I was trying which to think. Imported. Just because I, I bought all kinds of weird Japanese books and strategy guides and I imported Chrono Cross two or three times does not mean I'm a big fan. Yes. No, I, I love that song. It just you, you said what I was going to say about it, so I was trying to think of something else. Ditto would have worked. Uh, I could have said ditto. Could have said ditto. It's okay, though. I don't want to harangue you too much for it. Well, you said you were debating between Homeworld and Another World and. I think they're both good songs, but I think if you're going for the warmer theme, this is the way to go. Because it definitely has a warm vibe, like you said. Yeah. Uh, That's well, why I like this one. 
Home Homeworld, like the field version too, is warmer too, and I think that's because Surge isn't dead in Homeworld. You know, yeah, there's that. There, there is that little factor, but you know, it's just mm, it's very difficult for me to articulate how much I love this soundtrack. It is my favorite soundtrack of all time, easily. I think the fact that you can't articulate or you find it difficult to articulate how much you love it just goes to show how much you love it. Because I, I often find when I'm speechless or I have difficulty describing how much I love something, it's because I love it so much. Yeah. Like my mom, which is now Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Woo! Yeah, this... I got nothing. I wish some of the arrangement community that's going on nowadays, because arrangement is so big now, I would love if people started doing Chrono Cross again, because Mitsudo apparently can't. <laughs> Still promising us that acoustic album. Well, I'm sure he'll do stuff from Chrono Cross at the concert, the 20th anniversary concert that he's doing in Japan. In mm-hmm. Is it the end of July? Yep. Which I think one of the three of us is going to that concert. I wonder who it could be. Who could it be indeed? Maybe we'll have to talk about that more on another, on another occasion. Yes, I think we must. Wait, am I going back to Japan? Did someone not tell me? <laughs> no. Let's all go back to Japan. I'm moving to Japan. That's right, listeners. I'll be in Japan. You'll be getting Rhythm Encounter from across the globe. And on that exhilarating note, I believe that wraps us up for the day, save for our guest choice, who it's a guest who's not here, but I'm going to announce that. You know, thank you to everybody. We got a lot of really great feedback on Music of the Year. It's always, it never gets tiring to hear that. And I, you, so many people have made board accounts to talk about Rhythm Encounter and Retro Encounter, the new show. Uh, it's awesome to be interacting with everybody so much. So please keep that up. I know I get a lot of emails from you folks that say, you know, I'm busy. I don't use a message board much. But, you know, and again, I appreciate the emails. But it's always awesome when somebody who has emailed me to say they're busy and then they make a board account just to make a comment on a song. That's awesome. That's, you know, we like to have that. It, it just is. It facilitates discussion from people who are on the board a little more often, and it gives you a chance to maybe chime in every now and then. But thank you very much for that. Uh, also, plugging our new show, Retro Encounter. You probably saw it on the front page, but we do playthroughs of games, one, one a month. We're currently playing Trails in the Sky. Definitely listen to that. Uh, by the time this is out, we'll probably be releasing the second episode of that, too. So that's cool. It's very good. Is very good. Yes, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. And because I am doing the editing, I'm including music from the game. So you can listen to us talk about Trails in the Sky while we play Trails in the Sky music. It's wonderful. Yeah, so, and again, one thing I wanted to request is that, you know, word of mouth is a, is a great way that, you know, the show can pass around. I found, especially recently, is like somebody hears it from a friend and then they go and listen to it and they end up listening to the whole show. Some guy emailed me to say he found the show in February and listened to everything through Music of the Year 2014 in like a month, which is amazing to me. But, uh, you know, if you know anybody that you think might be interested, let them know, you know, push it on them. I, 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 I obviously review us, rate us on iTunes, you know, talk to us on Twitter, email us at music, music at rpgfan.com. But, you know, tell people about the show too, because that kind of word of mouth is powerful. You know, your friends are your friends, presumably for a reason. So, you know, push it on them, get people to listen. Maybe for Mother's Day, you could sit down and listen to Rhythm Encounter with your mom, even though it'll be too late by the time this is out. Mother's Day, Mother's Day 2016. Listen to Rhythm Encounter. It's wonderful. They can listen to the music of the year. They could listen to music. Exactly. It'd be wonderful. 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 Good things are good. Stop saying good, Sean. You sound like an ass. Taking us out, I spoke with one of the RPG fan music editors who is not on the show right now because it seemed like we were cheating having Caitlin and Mike pick tracks uh, for the audio, for the guest choice because we haven't had a guest in a while other than 
other than the 17 we had on Music of the Year. But I had Mike Solosi, or as we're calling him, what are we going to call him? Uh, there's Mike Prime and Mike One. He can be Mike One, and you can be he's Mike, Mike Prime. Two. Sorry, he's two. Uh, so we can't have Mike One and Mike Prime. Nope. Okay. Mike so Ultimate. Mike has pulled rank on you, and you are Mike Two, Mr. Solosi. And your pick for the end of the show is Airship from the Penny Arcade Four. The Penny Arcade Four. So Mr. Solosi's pick is from Penny Arcade Adventures 4 uh, by Zipboy Games. It's the Hyperduck Soundworks awesome song, Airship. And I could comment on it quite a bit. I think I did at one point when the samples first came out a couple of years ago. But uh, Hyperduck is working on Cosmic Star Heroin, which has had fantastic samples so far. They do great work. We're actually recording an interview with Hyperduck on Monday, which will likely be an episode that comes out almost concurrently with this. So we are just going to beat you over the face with Rhythm Encounter. It's awesome. But taking us out and segueing into our cool interview is Airship from Penny Arcade Adventures 4. For Mike, for Caitlin, and myself, thank you all for listening.